Welcome to an all-new edition of the Get Better Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Jason Atkinson, Bachelor of Science in Education, Natural and Life Sciences, Health Coach, and Nutritionist. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the advantages of an animal-based diet, so stick around. Before we get into today's topic, I just want to announce that I have added a new vendor to GetBetterNaturallyNow.com, and that is Redcon1. If you have not heard of Redcon1 yet, they are a mission-based company founded on a simple principle of creating the highest quality supplements for people that need to get the most out of their workout and work day. They make some amazing products that you may be familiar with, like Total War Pre-Workout, And the one we're going to be talking about today, a protein supplement called MRE Light. So MRE Light is an animal-based protein. And let me tell you, this is the absolute best tasting protein I have ever had. And over the course of the last 20 years, I have had a lot of protein shakes. This is the best one by far as far as taste goes. But that's not what really caught my attention. What originally caught my attention about this product is it's not a whey protein. It's also not a plant-based protein. So we're going to be talking about that in detail today, how the market is shifting more towards a perceived health value of uh, plant-based products and how that's not entirely accurate. But what it is, it's it's an animal-based protein, and the ingredients panel reads like a whole food protein blend, starting with beef protein isolate, salmon protein, chicken protein, egg albumin, along with some brown rice and pea protein, and natural flavors and colors. The flavor I went with for my little taste test was oatmeal chocolate chip, and I'm telling you, hands down, most amazing protein I have ever tried in my life. Pick up some today. I'm going with a minimum advertised price on that product. Uh, suggested retail is $74.99. We're going to have that listed for $54.99. I literally cannot advertise any price lower than that, so I'm going as low as I possibly can with a brand new product line, including MRE Lite from Redcon 1. So again, check it out at GetBetterNaturallyNow.com. Okay, so what exactly is an animal-based diet? You could make the argument that for most of human history, we have followed an animal-based diet. That means we were primarily hunting and eating animals for the protein found in the meat or fishing, again, consuming the protein, or gathering things like eggs that are high in protein. Uh, Hunter-gatherer humans would have occasionally come across some produce that was uh, in season. So fruit was only available for a few weeks in the fall. Uh, The majority of the time, most foods that were high in carbohydrate simply were not available. So energy was very scarce in the diet. As time progressed, we shifted from a hunter-gatherer during uh, the Paleolithic era and became uh, agricultural in the agricultural age. We began to grow crops and uh, domesticate animals. And at that point, we figured out how to really refine and gather the energy from fat and carbohydrates. And then as the Industrial Revolution took hold, we figured out the bulk refining and processing of 
carbs and fat. Uh, flash forward to uh, 21st century, we now have every type of uh, junk food that you can imagine. And the one thing that all junk foods have in common is they are all plant-based. <laughs> okay, There is a push for a quote-unquote plant-based diet that's supposed to be super healthy, but in and of itself, just basing your diet on plants is not going to ensure that the diet is healthy. Here are a few things that are, in fact, plant-based. Sugar, flour, vegetable oil, and corn syrup while we're at it. Those are all plant-based, okay? And all, also the worst things in the modern American diet that I believe are leading to an obesity epidemic and a crisis unlike that of anything in history has ever uh, compared to the magnitude of the health crisis that we currently face. Now, in my upcoming book, Eat Meat, Not Wheat, I'm advocating for a more animal-based diet or a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet. This is not a carnivore style of eating. A carnivore diet is 100% animal, animal products only with no plant products whatsoever. I don't believe in that. Uh, I don't practice that, so I'm not going to lead other people to that. I think that's too restrictive. And I think it's fair to say that every person who has ever lived has eaten some animal products and some plant products. I think that's a safe assumption. There have been entire cultures that have not eaten any carbohydrate or very little carbohydrate uh, and subsisting primarily on protein and fat, which uh, can be done. There's actually no requirement whatsoever for carbohydrate in the human diet. But it can be a useful source of energy, and I do at times uh, throw in some carbohydrate here and there. I mostly follow a low-carbohydrate-slash-ketogenic style of eating, but I do throw in carbohydrates at times, and that is uh, it's done as a, uh, systematically or um, you know, for, a, for an agenda in mind or a reason, okay, so a specific reason. So getting back to the animal-based diet, that's going to be higher in meat, and eggs, and possibly even some dairy. So the foods that I recommend, the style of eating that I follow, and what I recommend is going to be containing beef, fish like salmon, eggs and egg whites, chicken, and some dairy like whey protein, also uh, cultured uh, Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt, or cottage cheese. Those are really high in protein, and fairly low in fat and carbohydrate. So the main reason that, that it's a good idea to limit or restrict carbohydrates in the diet is first and foremost, carbohydrate suppresses fat burning. When there's glucose in your bloodstream, you cannot burn fat for energy. Glucose has to be burned first. That's because glucose or sugar is toxic in the human bloodstream. Any more than about a teaspoon of it, it starts to cause problems. Uh, elevated A1C levels, glycation in the cells, which is a, a type of um, uh, <clears throat> cellular, uh, well, it's just a problem. Okay? It's a problem in the body. I don't know how to describe it in simple layman's terms, but it's problematic for a lot of people. And elevated insulin levels are the number one culprit in every metabolic disorder, okay? So that's not to say you can never have carbohydrates, but they have their time and their place and they need to be limited. They should not by any means be the foundation of the human diet. 
So the original guide for uh, dietary guidelines for Americans that came out in the early 1980s had six to 11 servings of bread, rice, pasta, cereal grains every single day just to maintain good health, which is entirely false. We know now scientifically that was done for economic reasons and lower priority was placed on animal products, which at the time it was believed that all fats were basically unhealthy. So anything that contained fat, like beef, for example, or egg yolks, was a no-no. Uh, so everybody was just eating a low-fat diet, which might have worked if it had been still high in protein. But what we did was we just shifted uh, the fat in the diet and substituted carbohydrate instead. And that's caused everyone's um, glucose to go on a roller coaster and just... Uh, cause all types of cravings and uh, a lot of metabolic problems. So that's the first reason is to, to reduce or eliminate carbohydrate is so that you can burn fat easier. The second reason is carbohydrates spike your insulin levels, which drives hunger. You know, shortly after you eat something sweet, maybe within a half hour, an hour, your blood sugar is going to drop again. You're going to be looking for something else to eat. That does not happen with protein and fat. Protein and fat supply more stable energy throughout the day. And any carbohydrates that you take in really should be geared towards your activity or your energy expenditure. So if someone is really, really lean and they're very insulin sensitive and they need some energy to get through a workout, carbohydrate is a great energy source for those people. Most people already have an abundance of energy stored on their body in the form of body fat. Over two-thirds of the U.S. population now is either overweight or obese. So it's safe to say the majority of people have excess body fat. They have excess energy on their body. The problem is they can't access that body fat for energy because they're eating too much carbohydrate too frequently, and that is suppressing the fat burning, and it's also driving the hunger hormones. So by lowering carbohydrate and reducing carbohydrate frequency, you, you get both of those metrics handled at the same time. Now, what's left in its place is protein and fat, okay? So I want my body to be mostly lean, mostly muscle, and to be able to burn fat. So that's what I eat is protein and fat, okay? Uh, the fat that you consume should just be the amount that's contained naturally in your protein sources. You don't want to go out of your way to add fat to everything. This is not a uh, traditional ketogenic diet approach, which, by the way, was designed for epileptic patients. I don't feel like people need to be throwing on tons of fat because it's fairly easy to add fat. Now, if you really and truly were trying for an excess of calories from some energy source, then you know fat might be a great uh, alternative for you because it's very calorically dense with nine calories per gram as opposed to only four calories per gram for either carbohydrate or protein. So it's a very dense form of energy. And, but for that reason, it's easy to overdo it, okay? So I say limit the fat in your diet to that fat that is naturally contained in your protein foods, like egg yolks, for example, or some fat that's found in your meats, right? Don't go out of your way. Don't add it to everything. You know, don't feel like fat is a goal that you need to achieve. Protein should be your goal. You should be striving every day, and every meal and snack should be built around protein. You should always be thinking, 
what's my protein source here? As you're looking at your plate, remember we want to keep things lean, clean, and green. Okay, so lean, that's your protein. When you look at your plate and you don't see a big serving of protein, you're headed in the wrong direction because you're just setting yourself up for failure further down the road. Every meal and snack should be first built around a good serving of protein. And a good supplement like the one I recommend at the beginning of the show, the MRE Light, that's a great option. If you're having a difficult time meeting your protein requirement through Whole Foods alone, something like that can act as a supplement. That can be a great way to get it there. So another thing is to, you know, I think try to lower the fat intake as well because if you're in a calorie surplus, it's very easy for your body to store dietary fat as body fat. You know, at the very least, if you're consuming dietary fat, you're not going to be burning as much body fat. You're going to be burning the dietary fat. So in order to burn more body fat, you want to lower or limit your dietary fat that you've got coming in. So little hacks that you can use to do that, uh, low fat option whenever it's available with dairy products, you know, cheese and things like that. You can use a combination of whole eggs and egg whites. That's something that, that I do is either one or two whole eggs along with, let's say, a half cup of uh, egg white. Or you can even use a, an egg product, which now, you know, those are flavored to taste like whole eggs. They actually contain no fat. So anytime you can get a meal that's a very high percentage of calories coming from protein and little or no fat and carbohydrates, that's a win, uh, you know, in, the in this whole game. Because the reality is some of the things you eat are going to be higher in fat and carbs and not contain as much protein. So in order to get it all balanced out, you want to strive to hit your protein requirement whenever possible. So the key to really understanding uh, what your protein need is is determining how much of your current body weight is lean body mass or LBM, okay? The best way to do that is with uh, body, body fat percentage testing. I do have a handheld device that I can use for my local Atlanta area listeners and clients, and uh, that test is absolutely free. If you want to contact me, jason at getbetternaturallynow.com. We can uh, set up a time to check your numbers. And for an extra fee, a little $25 fee, I can crunch some numbers for you and let you know exactly where you stand as far as percentage requirements, what your protein needs should be based on your lean body mass. If you don't have a way to do the testing, you can always estimate your lean body mass uh, based on height and weight There is a, or a waist circumference. There is a formula to do that. I would be happy to help you determine that if you're interested in doing uh, coaching, either in person or online. Again, you can email me, jason at getbetternaturallynow.com, and we can get you started on the path to a better future in terms of health and body composition. So that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll have a new episode coming up soon. See you then.